lovely, our guy. That's one way to describe our friend, Mr. Eric Nathan. We're going to get to the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Here he is, our guy, Barstool Nate. What up, Nate Dog? How we doing, bud? My friends, how are you? I'm well. Uh, we are we are doing well down here. We're kind of getting past the combine, and, and, and B and I had a, a good discussion, I think, on how do you measure combine performance versus, versus actual on-field performance. Do you ever Have you ever thought about that, like what, what matters more to you? Oh, I love the combine because you take guys like Anthony Richardson who can't complete a pass in college, <laughs> and then he jumps higher, runs faster, does unbelievable shuttle times, this and that, and he becomes the number one pick in the entire draft because he's the most athletic human being in the world. But I, I love the way a Mitch Trubisky can move ahead of a Patrick Mahomes just based on combines. Um, sometimes it works. Like a Josh Allen, he threw from one end zone to the other, and it panned out for him. But usually you have a – and I love this guy I'm about to say, a Darius Hayward Bay type of guy who moves into the top ten of a draft just based on the combine when you can look at the tape and say that's not a top ten pick. So, yeah, I, I, I love the way that – an offensive lineman has to run a 40 when that would never happen in his entire NFL career. And he can, if he runs, you know, a four, eight, nine, instead of a four, nine, five, he gets up into the first round instead of the third round. I think the combine is the best. What they should do is use it to enhance what you've seen on film. Of course. And, and, but when they just go, when the guy was not good on film, Mike Mamula. I like to bring that one up, RJ. That guy got and then nuts. He goes to the combine and runs a fast 40 time. So you draft him, I think, number six. Dude might have six sacks in his career. If yeah. that. But it's just like I think like some people get caught up in the hoopla of, oh, look at the 40 time. Look at the high. You know, like uh, Anthony Richardson. I like I, I think he has he has he's a raw player. That player, you could probably get him later, and then he can, if he's going to pan out, he pans out. But just because he did a backflip means absolutely nothing. <laughs> it, it, it's fantastic. And, and it, we can talk about hand size when a guy's thumb is a quarter inch smaller than what they expected. We can talk about when uh, I, it, it goes on and on. I think it's my favorite thing in the world when you have a guard who does the, you know, the third best broad jump in, in combine history and it's like ooh, could he make it into the first round now and it's just some like backup guard out of iowa i i cannot i i think the combine has some importance to it but i think we're on the same page that i i trust the scouts who pour over the tape and, and break down defenses and really understand football more than i think uh you know the 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 splits of the shuttle matter for, especially for like these non-skill position players. It, it just most seems irrelevant to me. I actually, this question, what do you think is the, the, of the combine? What's the most important thing you think they do? The interview by far. Bam. I, I That's think, what I was thinking myself. I, I'm always stunned and, and Beamish, you know about this better than I do. And I'm, but I'm always stunned when you see a guy get taken high up in the draft. I'm going to use the easy example, a Ryan leaf. 
And I always think, how did he do interviews and nobody sniffed that out? And if it was sniffed out and they just go, oh, he's young and immature, he'll improve, you know, he'll get better, he'll mature. But we see it every single year where a guy is a top 10, top 15 pick and they have the worst character. And it's like, how, how did this guy slip between the cracks? I think there are teams that are very good at interviewing. And then you have some franchises, some front offices that just don't care. They, they look at the player and they say, you know what, this guy's very good at football and they ignore everything else. I think a good franchise who does good interviews and like really, really, really cares about character and that type of thing, that goes a lot further than hand size. Uh, talking with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. So we're talking combine and kind of the – there is value to it, right? I think especially for sure. smaller school guys or a guy like Terry McLaurin between the senior bowl and the combine really helped his draft status, showing the straight, straight line speed, the senior bowl showing that he had really worked on his hands, stuff like that. But – a lot of this stuff gets dramatically overblown. I was really intrigued on Anthony Richardson as a prospect, but I'm really not intrigued on Anthony Richardson as like a top five prospect. You know, like a lot of it becomes yeah. quite relative. An interesting discussion, though, that that I think will emerge, especially next week with free agency opening it up. What do you, Sam Howell, listen, the only thing anybody cared about at the Combine was what's going to happen with the sale of the Commanders. But if there was a secondary topic, if there was a secondary topic, it was, are they really going to roll with Sam Howell? And the answer is yes. He's really going to get this opportunity. They are, though, going to bring in a veteran quarterback. Probably a backup. Ideally, it's somebody that won't that Howell will beat out, both because you want Howell to be good and because they want to develop him. What a what is a uh, what is a barstool Nate ideal complimentary quarterback for Hal and and the answer might be Heineke I, I don't know what your answer will be. Um, oh gosh, I I want Hal to succeed. I I want him to be the guy, and I appreciate everybody on Twitter who goes, "Well, the previous year he was rated as a first rounder. He just you know he, he struggled a bit, so that he dropped to the fifth round." We've seen guys you know, in mock drafts and, and, and they're using the Mel Kuypers and the Todd McShays and the in mock draft.com as their research for, Oh, well, he was rated as a first round pick the year before says who, first of all, and we Malik Willis was rated as a first round pick. You know, like we, every single year, there is a guy who the, the people fall in love with and the pundits say this and that, that about when it comes down to it, if he was a first round pick, he would have been a first round pick. He dropped to the fifth round. So I'm not ready to crown him and say, well, you know, we got a steal in the fifth round. If he was that good, I don't think 30 teams would have passed on him for five rounds. It's just that's not the way the NFL works. It's just absolutely not. And there's a reason that zero fifth-round picks have ever led their team to the Super Bowl. It's just as incomplete of a science as the NFL Six round led him is. to 10, though. Say that again? A sixth round led him to 10, though. Yeah, but, but that is one in a billion, <laughs> and there'll never be another like it. So yeah, it's just – we, we could have struck gold. There is a chance. There is a chance that we struck gold and we have our franchise quarterback in Sam Howell. There's absolutely a chance. I'm not going to say there's 0%. What I am saying, though, is it's very unlikely and we have to temper our expectations. And while I'm excited to watch him develop, we 100% need a backup plan. And I don't think that backup plan is Heineke. 
Now, there's two ways to go about this. Can I just pause you, it real quick before you get to the two ways, Nate? I yep. asked Nate, who is the right backup to Howell? Who is the right veteran to bring in? And he proceeded to just complain about Howell for three minutes because he's not a first-round draft pick. Is that it's accurate? Not complaining about him. It's about just managing expectations about him based on what you might have read on the internet about how good he might have been in one season at Carolina. Like, the, just because we read stuff on the internet doesn't mean I, I – tr- I don't think NFL GMs are fantastic at evaluation all the time. I think there is a reason no fifth-round pick quarterbacks have ever led a team to the Super Bowl. That's what I think. Okay. So, back to the original question. Who is the type of quarterback you think they should pair up with Howell? It's tough because what is the difference between bringing in a Mariota and running with Howell? Are we really having that big of an improvement with one of these fringe starter backup types of guys. I don't think you know that answer. And, and that's what I think makes Howell intriguing is it makes him intriguing. Yeah. But, but my, the question for me would be this. If you're going to bring somebody in because you want him to win, are you really getting the best for the team? So you know, long story short, that's the question long, I would ask. Short, long JP to answer your question. Finally, I don't think it matters because I, it. <laughs> I the, the, the real answer is, Quarterback is so hard in the NFL. I don't think it matters what backup we bring in for Sam Howell because that means we're not making the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl anyway. If we have to go to one of these fringe backup starter type of guys like a Heineke, like a Mariota, whatever, what what does it matter who that next guy is? The, we're not going to win. I think the goal in the NFL is to make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. We either have to get Lamar Jackson or we have to run with Howell. I don't care who the backup to Sam Howell is because if we go to that guy, the season's already lost. So, like, who cares? Like, name a guy, fine. I don't care. All right, but if that's the baseline, then why even have this season, right? Like, I, I, you're telling me the Seahawks fans didn't love the season they just had? You don't think sure. Giants fans loved the season they just had? Uh, but the Giants are building something there. If we are building, we have to go with Howell because that's all we have. Like, who? Name, name me a quarterback that you think is, we would bring in as a backup but not start ahead of Howell. That's what I'm confused about. If he's better, he should play. We should what always play the better Andy quarterback. Andy Dalton? What about Tyrod Taylor? I, I, I think Tyrod Baker would be Mayfield? the better quarterback to start. But the thing, I think, if they were to bring those guys in, my question, would it be – a fair try. I mean, battle. Are they? Or do they want Howell to be the guy so much that whoever you bring, they're going to be the backup anyway? If you want to bring in a Dalton, that, that is one that makes sense because I think where he's at in his career, he'd be comfortable enough being the mentor and this and that and, and helping the young guy out. I don't know for sure if he feels that way, though. He might. I mean, these guys are com- professional athletes. You compete your whole life. You have to be so disciplined and train so hard to get where they're at. It's really hard to get a guy like Dalton who's been to Pro Bowls, who's been to the playoffs, and say you're now the mentor of a fifth-round 22-year-old quarterback. He wants to start. He wants to compete. He wants to play. So you have to be positive with this backup you're bringing in that he doesn't want that starting job. And I don't. There, there's not many out there, if any, quarterbacks in the NFL who aren't hungry to start. And if they're not hungry to start, B. Mitch, do you really want them on the team anyway? Nope. Do you want a guy who's complacent? How does that I don't work, think so. B? Because you've talked about this. I mean, 
hell, I can think of a few of them off the top of my head. Ricky Irvins, Reggie Brooks, guys that were drafted in a lot of ways to take your job. How do you handle that in the locker room, in the meeting room, in the position groups? You, it, it, When you're confident in what you're doing, you keep doing your job and you you act like that, like you're supposed to be. So my thing was, did I help them? Yes. But I never, ever felt like they were they were close to me. Not doing what I did. You know what I mean? So I think the ultimate thing is you have to have extreme confidence in yourself, but you also have to be smart enough to read the room. You know what I'm saying? They wanted both of those guys to run kicks or punts until they could get the chance. Well, both of them didn't catch the punts well, so that was out. So now they want them to be in the backfield. So you know what? Go to the backfield because I'm not letting this one go over here. Right. Point blank, you know. And But the thing of it is, if I would have never ever said, "Oh yeah, I'll show them how to do it," and I just sit on the side, right? You know, I'll and, show and them while I'm playing. Aaron Rodgers' big thing was he was like, "I'm not going to help Jordan Love. I don't need to be a mentor to Jordan Love because when he's starting at quarterback, I'm not going to be on the Packers anymore. So I, I don't need to build up my replacement. I need to play the best I can. I need to focus on myself. And you know, Jordan Love can learn from me while we're in the film room and this and that." But he, Aaron Rodgers, was like, I saw five more years in this league. I'm not here to help train the, the, the my replacement that the team just drafted. And I agree with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, it's not part of your contract. It's not part of your deal. You, you owe nothing to the Green Bay Packers. You sign a contract. You help them. They help you. That's the beginning and end of it. And, and I feel that I, I don't think any quarterback we bring in owes anything to Sam Howell. He's there to compete for the starting job. If, if that's what Ron Rivera wants. And, again, I don't want a guy who doesn't want to be in Washington to compete. So who do you want then? Because it, it, in, in, your, in your description, there may not be anybody. That, that's the thing. It, I mean, I want Lamar Jackson, and I know that sounds <laughs> crazy. I, I know, but it makes sense. Like, when you really think about it. How does that make sense? I don't, I, I don't think he wants to be in Baltimore. I, I don't think they're going to reach a deal. They could, but I don't. I personally, at this point, don't think they will. We need a quarterback. We have the cap room. Uh, he, he doesn't have to travel far, but he does. He leaves the division. He leaves the conference. It it all adds up. Like face of the franchise, he's still young. I, I don't think he's as injury prone as people make him out to be. I think it's the NFL and injuries happen. Um, I so if I may. I, I, I hear all your reasons, but none of those are specific reasons why it makes sense for Washington, I, unless you want to say the cap room. Because but they're we only have sitting not at like 17 mil on the cap room right now, so it's not we, like they have a ton. We have not had a quarterback in my 34 years of being alive, like, and that's what it boils down to. I'd rather take – Lamar Jackson tomorrow, if he signed with Washington, if we signed him, traded for him, whatever, he would be the best quarterback to play for Washington in my life. Better than, you know, uh, RG3 2012, better than Mark Brunel, better than Kirk Cousins, better than Gus Farad, better than Mark Sanchez, better Zero, than John Bass. There's we no argument about any of that. But I, guess, I, I suppose want... my question is, why would Lamar want to come here? It, it, we, have, we have weapons on both sides of the ball. We talked about this last week. We are a quarterback away from uh, being a Super Bowl contender, as are most teams in the NFL because it's so hard to get a good quarterback. But this team is set up on defense and with the weapons on offense at wide receiver and running back. 
and the offensive line needs a little improvement, but that's fine. Most offensive lines in the NFL do need improvement. This team is set up right now to win with a quarterback, especially like Lamar Jackson, who has every physical tool in the world, former MVP. We are immediately, if not the favorite out of the NFC, a top three favorite out of the NFC. It's just, it's that simple to me. This team has every weapon besides a quarterback to make it to a Super Bowl. What That's about, why he should come to Washington. What about? Yeah, give up a lot to get him, though. Yeah, like what okay. about? Okay. You gotta give up a lot, and you gotta, you gotta give up a lot, and you gotta spend some money. Then, well, how are you gonna get offensive line quick. for him? Then, I don't want. I hate hearing. Oh, you have to give a lot up a lot to get him. I hate that. We don't have a quarterback. We've never had a quarterback to win an NFL. You need a quarterback. That's why Mahomes gets paid five hundred million dollars to be the quarterback and to win Super Bowls. Give up everything for him. Give up the world for him. Give him equity in the team. It doesn't matter because we can't. We have to stop being scared of. But you, but you know what? Let me say this here, though. Like, like you say that you make that comment. Baltimore's defense was better than this defense is. Their running game was better than this running game is. He didn't take them and win the Super Bowl with them. What makes you think he's gonna just jump into this and change up everything and we automatically go to a Super Bowl? It it's hard. Mitch, to win a Super Bowl and NFL. There are many, many, many good quarterbacks who never do it. That's fine. It, sometimes, it, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to ever do it, has won. It is extremely hard he to win one. a Super Bowl, but it's even harder when you don't have a quarterback. It's even harder when you start three different mediocre quarterbacks every season for a decade. When you're going to get Mark Sanchez out of the press box five years after he retired, it's impossible to win a Super Bowl. Pay whoever you can pay who is an MVP quarterback to, to come and at least give it a shot. We right now don't even give ourselves a shot when we sign the Carson Wentz's of the world. We need to at least go for it. And being scared to pay a guy, it, it, you're never going to win. We have to go for it. Go for what? I suppose you, to me, and I don't mean this insulting, you seem just detached from reality. Of the situation, wow. you can want. I understand wanting Lamar. Hell yeah, yeah. Bring, get Lamar here. Do you actually think it's happening? I mean, wasn't the question who do I want? I want him. I, think I asked who Paul. you wanted as a backup to Sam Howell. <laughs> we I changed didn't. the question, but the, <laughs> the point is, my overarching point, which I don't think anybody can disagree with, is I, I cannot hear the well. It takes a lot to get him. Argument. I want to spend every draft pick on a quarterback for as many years as we need to do until we get one. You will never win a Super Bowl in this NFL without a premier quarterback. It's nearly impossible to do that. Drafting guards and inside lineback projects and, and safeties is not going to win this team a Super Bowl. Depth is great, but I just, look at Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Nate, I love a you. one-win team and took them to the Super Bowl. It, you need stop. a quarterback. You need one. We One, we have to break. Two, I just got two different tweets. One from Ryan Ricks. One from Dwayne Rawlings telling me to hang up on you. I love you. Um, I, I, well, maybe, they're wrong, and I'm right. You need a quarterback, and we don't have one. Thank you for the time, buddy. Love you guys. All right. That's Barstool Nate. That was a wild ride. Hey, who do you want to back up Sam Howell? Go get Lamar or jump off a bridge. My man Travis say now he's being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) He go, he's just all over the place. (laughs) He say now he's getting ready to do his rant. (laughs) You know what's not crazy? You know what's not all over the place? Oh boy, working with Paul Henry and Paul Henry's window installation. 
I've worked with Paul Henry. He has completely transformed my house. New windows, new doors, great people, great customer service. You're working with a family, and it feels like you're working with family. I can text Paul if I have a problem, and he'll get back to me. It's a different level of service, and it's meant a lot to me and my family. If you call this month, you get 10% off Windows with a five-window minimum. B, I know you've worked with Paul, and it's gone great for you and your family. It's worked great for me as well. You know, Paul has done my windows. He's done doors in my house. So I'm going to be having him to come over and do some other things. And, yeah, Paul going to be having a grand opening. I have a new building coming up soon. I talked to him this morning. Oh, wow. You know, I cannot wait to uh, serve, go over there and check it out. Serving bourbon? Uh, I, I'm hoping that he has some brown. Uh, but the whole thing is Paul takes care of you. I think the customer service is second to none. Uh, they do a great job. They finish. They come in and they take care of your business a lot quicker than they would even estimate. They have to give you an estimate based on how the everybody says it would happen. But his guys come in, they're top class, they're very quick, it gets done, and then boom, they're out. And they don't leave anything junky around the house. So you can get 10% off the windows with a five-window minimum and up to $500 off doors. So contact Paul Henry's Window Installation today and tell him that B. Mitch and Finley sent you. PaulHenry'sWindows.com. You're a clear home improvement choice. So I want the world to know that Barcel Nate and I are actually Nate's a little crazy. good friends. Um, he's nuts, but some would contend I am as well. Uh, not some. Most. <laughs> Most. That's probably why y'all hang out with each other and know each other very well. Um, y'all from the same nut factory. So what's funny is, as Nate is making his passionate plea for the commanders to get Lamar Jackson, which I absolutely don't think is happening, and there is four and a half hours left until the franchise tag deadline. I immediately get responses via social media. You too? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Rawlings tweeted me and said, hang up on Barstool Nate. Ryan Rick said, Nate is killing me. Why not just field one player since we wouldn't be able to pay anyone else if Lamar came here? GTFO, kick him off the horn. <laughs> Dylan Huff, you're the GOAT, Barstool Nate. Agree 100%. Bring Lamar to D.C. Come on, J.P. and B. Mitch. Lamar would bring D.C. to glory. Hail to the commanders. Fight for old D.C. Well, I think one thing about Dylan and Nate, what they both understand, they're speaking based off of just their mindset. You and I are speaking off of what's going to happen and what possibly can't and and will. That's I think what I wanted to point when out. We, when we discuss this thing, okay, a lot of times, and, and you know how I am, I don't sit up here and say anything that's, that's virtually impossible because I don't want to, I don't want the fans coming back to say, well, B Miss said, because that's the whole thing. I can say now, what do you want? And then we start talking. They're going to, they're going to claim that we said they should do certain things. No. Why would I sit up here and say, bring Lamar when Lamar is trying to get a, a fully guaranteed contract. He wants 45 to 50 million a year. And right now, do we have that type of money to spend on the quarterback? You can find it, but they don't have. You like, can you find, can find it, find but then the you probably you can find space. it, but you probably won't have no other players to really help you on offense. I so I don't disagree with Nate's premise, his theory that if you can find a quarterback, you pay him what it costs, so you have a quarterback. I would argue you only want to do that with the top five, top six, because you've seen Kirk in Minnesota. You've seen Derek Carr in Vegas. Like, when you start paying the 10th, 12th best quarterback top-of-the-market money, I'm not sure that's the right move. But when you have a truly elite player like Lamar Jackson, 
If I, Lamar Jackson, if I was a Ravens fan, I would be screaming to pay him whatever he wants. If he hadn't missed ten games over the last like, year or two or more, and if Lamar was passing the ball and beating teams when teams would drop back and say beat us pass, if he was doing that at a high level, guess what? The Ravens would be paying him whatever he asked for right now. But he's given them the opportunity to say, "You got to prove it to us a little bit more." If he had been doing the things that Pat Mahomes does on at that high of a level, there's no way they'd be playing around with him right now. But the fact that you're not on the field, and the fact when when teams get in the playoffs, they drop back and say, "Beat us, beat us throwing the ball," and it doesn't happen, you're giving them that right to be able to play with you a little bit. Is he good? Is he great? Yes. But still, you are not elite yet to the point where they say, to hell what we think we're giving this man the money that he wants. He's not there yet. I mean, missing 10 games in two years would give me a little bit of pause before I fully guarantee a deal. And say whatever you want about Kirk getting a fully guaranteed deal by the Vikings, I don't think dude's ever missed. He missed a game for COVID. But in his time in Washington, once he became starter, he never missed time. In Minnesota, I don't believe he's missed a game with injury. So if you're going to fully guarantee something, I, I can understand that. Deshaun Watson, I think, is such a unique situation because despite the allegations and the the looming suspension, he held the leverage. Enough teams wanted him. He refused to play for Houston. I mean, sometimes in life, if you're willing to go all the way and just be arguably a jerk, you're going to get what you want. But you got to be willing to truly go all the way. Mm-hmm. Watson did it. A team caved and paid him. And that's how you get Cleveland was so desperate for a quarterback, similar to Washington in a lot of ways. They just overpaid and and did what a lot of other teams were upset about. Yeah. This tweet from Titus Jones, I think, is a fair talking point. He says, I'm sorry, but, but Barcel Nate is right. Just last year, we spent months talking about trading for Russ Wilson or Deshaun Watson and being willing to trade picks for them and players. But now Washington won't trade for Lamar? Here's where I push back. The reason they're not going to We have no idea that there's even trade discussion. Like, we have no idea that any of this is real. You have to understand this, okay? Lamar, you just saw Washington give uh, Jonathan last year close to 19 mil. They just gave 18.9 to Deron. You have some other people they're going to have to sign, too. You get Lamar, you're not getting any. We're talking about these offensive linemen. You're not getting no offensive linemen in, okay? He gets hurt in Baltimore. I would think Baltimore's offensive line is better than ours. He got hurt there. So you want to bring him here without an offensive line. And we expect him to just jump up and we're going to be in the Super Bowl like Nate said. I think what we got to understand sometimes is sometimes you got to crawl before you walk. And we are so accustomed to wanting to go get somebody's pair that's already established from their team. And if we go get them when they are trying to tell their team what they want and their team won't give it to them, now, when they come here, they're going to control what happens. I love Lamar playing. But at this point, Washington is not in the position to just go grab Lamar and say, let's go get it done. I just, for me, I haven't really used any of my 
mental bandwidth on Lamar to Washington because I just don't think it's happening. You want me to tell you how I think a Lamar to Atlanta deal works? I can do that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Baltimore is a sharp organization. Maybe they just want to let him test the market and then be like, listen, see, we are giving you the best deal. And maybe everybody goes home happy. I don't know how it's going to work. I just I find it incredibly hard to believe it finishes with him getting the quarterback job here. And and, and here I, I've talked to a lot of people involved in positions of power with this organization. So I, I'm not making this up. If we want to have a hypothetical discussion about what they should do, fine. But that no, that's I just the, like talking about what they will. Most do. of the people that are talking are talking about what they should do. They don't know what they're capable of doing at this point. You know what? F it. Should and will quarterback position when we return. It's B Mitchell Finley. Just sing to the man, sing to the back. Make you feel good, make you feel all right. One time. Feel good, yeah, y'all. Bust the rounds in the place, y'all. Nigga, you feel real good, y'all. Flip Moses squad in the place, y'all. Start talking Lamar. People get interested. Franchise tag deadline. Four hours, 13 minutes. Let's just think about this. Let's make sure we make this up point clear. If they had the opportunity to get him, we wouldn't have a problem with that. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be happening. You think? <laughs> we, I, I don't know. Right now, we, look, um, Deron Payne. We didn't give him a long-term deal. We all we franchise tagged him. Correct. Lamar is talking in the neighborhood two hundred million. Maybe two fifty. But two hundred, one eighty to two fifty. Right. One eighty to two fifty gonna have to be guaranteed to have it even thought of it. Uh when it, where, where's going in escrow at? <laughs> I I just I think like people sometimes misjudge the fact that like you said, you talk to a lot of people. I have experience. I've talked to people. When we talk, we talk based off of the things we've heard and what we think could and can happen. Most people just talk because that's what their feelings say. Hell, my feelings say, yeah, I want Lamar. It said I wanted all types of quarters. I want Pat. Every time you talk to Andy Reid, who we have on later on the day, you always say, when you're going to send Pat, Pat Mahomes to us, he probably send him in the next 15 years. When he can't do what he's doing now. I, I don't disagree with the premise if you get a franchise quarterback, pay them, just send the blank check over. Yeah. The Bengals are probably going to have to work out a deal with Joe Burrow this offseason. Yes. The Eagles are probably going to have to work out a deal with Jalen Hurts this offseason. If, if, if I was running Jones those. about to get $32 million? Jalen Hurts needs to be getting 30, 30 plus. What's Burrow going to get? <laughs> 45 I'd rather have Burrow than all of them. Yeah. The only quarterback in the NFL I'd rather have ahead of Burrow is Mahomes. See, Burrow ain't coming here. Right. So, for I'm saying, Burrow's going to get whatever he probably needs up there in uh, Cincinnati. Hurts is going to get his money in Philadelphia. It's just, I, I, I really believe, we all, like when we look at the successful players, we always try to talk, talk about why they shouldn't get the money they get. When the people that shouldn't be getting the money that they get are getting it behind them, see, Jalen Hurts, when they say, well, why do you think you deserve to get 38 to 40? Look at Daniel Jones. That's all you got to say. Well, totally. 
I'm not even arguing should get the money. Of course he should get the money. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think there's any planet that Lamar lands in burgundy and gold next year. That's why I'm just not particularly interested in the conversation. Now, it, it is a, a a reasonable retort because last year I wrote, talked about at length, trying to get into the Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Yeah. And you can argue one year of hindsight, they, they – they dodged a big one not getting involved because mm-hmm. Russ was a disaster and Watson was suspended most of the year. Yeah. There's more football to come. We'll more see if come. those guys get it together. But we'll, I mean, but the thing of it, like, Lamar, but I'm not even going to compare the Lamar situation to those. Russ was see, older. Russ, Watson's coming off a suspension. Russ was older leaving. Watson was on a suspension. Lamar is young enough to where you feel the team that has him shouldn't want to let him go. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm still in the, in the, where I, I look at the Ravens and I say, the Ravens may not want to do some things, but they have to be sitting there saying, having a serious conversation. If we let him go, who the hell else are we gonna have that's gonna come in here? Okay, and if you get a younger quarterback, you don't know what he's gonna turn out to be, and you're damn sure not gonna spend the same amount of money on another quarterback to bring him in right now with him, because you got to change up everything with that football team then. So now that's a that's a revamp. Well, you already got rid of. The coordinator that apparently Lamar didn't like mm-hmm. in in kind of that run first approach, and now you've got a guy in Todd Munkin that is coming from the college ranks, but they sure w- ran a whole ton of creative stuff at Georgia. Yeah, they also were better at every position, which makes your offense look a heck of a lot better. It does. I just think that you know we always are saying let's bring a person here, but I'm always wondering the person that has a guy on this team, they have to be sitting there saying we let him go. Who are we going to get to be where he's at? Let's. So we don't even know that the Ravens are willing to deal Lamar. That's one, which is incredibly different from both the Russ Wilson and the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah. That's one. So let's do should and will here. I just don't think this will happen, right? I don't think it will happen either. So Ahmed texted me, trade two first, Chase Young and Curtis Samuel for Lamar. Okay. I don't think Baltimore is taking that. And that's before we point out the obvious financial impacts of having to fully guarantee this deal that I don't think ownership's doing. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that you don't want Lamar? Hell no. Mm -hmm. Just this is all asinine is all I'm saying. Oh, this is funny right here. (laughs) What? Scott Jackson just sent me something. And I usually say just because you share it on social media doesn't mean you're aren't up to big things. Robert Griffin III say every move you make doesn't have to be broadcasted. Wasn't that his damn life? Bro, did you see the video <laughs> of RG3 trying to go after his wife? Yeah, I saw that. But, but while, while I, she was nursing? I, I, don't, I don't worry about that. I worry about this football stuff here. He is telling people to don't do what he did. Well, that's, that's how you know. When you get a little older, you realize that the dumb things you did are wrong. Is he? Uh... <laughs> Tay Wilson, and I don't agree with this either. There's a, a whole lot I don't agree with today. Tay Wilson, $250 million for 9 to 10 games a year. Hell no. We cannot handicap our franchise. I don't think he plays 9 to 10 every year. He but has the last two years. It's possible you get hurt. But and I think that let's, let's, people, everybody that wants to make comments about football players and getting hurt, it's a part of the damn thing. You're going to get hurt sometimes. Now, if you start getting hurt too more, too much – then, yes, I understand that. But people do get hurt in pro football. Not many people play it and don't get hurt. Yeah, how about the guys that play every game and then they never reach 
60% of what they're supposed to be doing. Chef Cook says, I hear what B. Mitch is saying about having money to pay for other players, but if you have an elite quarterback, you don't have to be great at every other position. I hope they try and trade for him. You need an elite quarterback. I understand that point. I don't think he's available. My dude. thing right now is I don't think he's available. See, if, if they were saying they were looking to trade him and then we were talking, I'm with you all. Listen, I, you got to understand what I'm saying. I would love to have a Lamar Jackson. I just don't think it's going to happen. But on top of that, your offensive line is not at the position to where you can bring him in and think he's going to do everything he was doing in Baltimore. So, no, you don't have to be good at all the other positions. But you damn sure got to be good at the position that's protecting him. You got to be... You got to be good at the position protecting him, but you also need a quarterback that's available. I want to talk about Andy Dalton and Tyrod Taylor. The whole world wants to scream about Lamar. Four hours. We'll find out what's happening with Lamar in Baltimore. Don't go anywhere. It's P. Mitchell Finley. 